don't forget to pick up your copy of Crazy Faith by Michael Todd. As we discuss, we'll be starting our book club where we'll go over this book um, and do a good old-fashioned discussion. We'll actually be changing up the format on August 4th and we'll be live with you. So we'll be able to have a discussion on the book and we'll love to hear from you. See you soon. Welcome to episode number eight of What's Brewing, Sis? I'm Shelly. I'm Bianca. And I'm Deanna. And here we come together to serve the brew. Yes. Serving the brew. So welcome back. Episode number eight. Yes. Number seven was so much fun. Yes. We talked about vision boards mm-hmm. and just putting your vision out there and, you know, like creating your own vision board. So yeah. I'll be interested to see how you guys did on that. Yeah, we talked about psychics and, you know, our belief or disbelief in it. Great mm-hmm. conversation. So please continue to comment. Let us know how you feel um, and what you guys think about vision and putting it down on paper. And if you think, you know, if you if you put your thoughts and ideas ahead of you, will they come true, I guess it is. I feel like it will. Yeah. But don't take my word for it. <laughs> Try it out and see what you think. Yes. You know. And if you have a picture you can even show of, a, show of your vision board, please do so. Yeah, we'll love to see it. Because sometimes seeing someone else's vision board may put something, spark something in you to say, you know what? It's not a bad idea. I should put that on mine. Yeah. 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 And do you use your vision board as a tool to keep yourself motivated and inspired yes. and keeping track and checking off the list of things that you said you want to achieve. For sure. You should, yeah. Yeah. So we thought this episode, what would be a fun game, is that we would play this or that. Have you guys ever played this or that before? I don't think I ever have. Yeah, but I've yeah. seen it, so. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is going to be kind of lightning round, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, don't think too much about it. Have fun. <laughs> one that comes to your mind so this or that introvert or extrovert introvert introvert lefty or righty lefty right right simple or glam glam Glam. rain or sunshine sunshine Sunshine. early bird or night uh night owl night owl early bird uh, get even or get over it. Get over get it. Get over, over it. it. <laughs> I said that begrudgingly. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I gotta watch my back. <laughs> Hello, Jesus. Um, calls or texts? Texts. Text. Calls. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say calls. Uh, sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. sunrise. I like sunset too. You do? Yeah. Um, always late, always early. Early. Always late. And Shelly is always late. I you know what? I don't need you to answer <laughs> I am trying to get better with time. You know, time seems, seems to get by me. Lightning around. So take us back, Bianca, to always late or always early as far as black businesses go. 
You know, so there is a stigma. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about minding my black-owned business. Minding my black-owned business. So um, we wanted to, like, kind of bring to, like, some stigmas mm-hmm. and discuss what you think is true. What are your thoughts on it? So one of the stigmas on black-owned business is that people are always late opening, customer service is rough, they run out of things. What are your thoughts on that? A stigma that's placed on black-owned business. Do you think it's true, or do you think it's as it happens as on average the same amount as any other business? I think it's not true. I think I think I've had my experiences with a black-owned business, and I'm like, oh, we always gotta, we always. But I think when you kind of, you know, kind of go back to some of our other topics, like when you kind of say things, they mm-hmm. tend to be your experience with stuff. So I know black-owned businesses that open on time and that do the job just right. You know, I think I what's bad is that when you have that experience, everybody kind of puts it on all businesses of color. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, saying all men are a certain way because yeah. you had a bad experience with a man. Yeah. You don't want to do the same thing with, you know, businesses. I feel like it happens just as much with other businesses as it does with black-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we, because we black, we expect something different. But it's like, well, if you continue to patronize KFC and they give you bad service or what you think is bad service, mm-hmm. then why would you automatically say, I'm never coming back to this black-owned business because of the bad service? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think we put a lot more weight on black owned businesses that we wouldn't put on other businesses Very so i true. feel like that stigma is not re- really true yeah well i think i extend a lot of grace to black owned businesses but i have had some experiences that were less than you know desirable mm-hmm. um but if i see like it's really busy in the black owned business or establishment i can say well yeah, it may be taking a little long to get my food, but I see that, you know. It's <laughs> obvious, yeah. You know, um, but I think some of the things that are a little harder to accept is if um, you see, you feel as though the service level is um, less than and maybe the, the staff seems to have a certain type of attitude, um, you know. Those, those type of experiences can make you, you know, feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. But as a black-owned business owner um, and wanting to be a part of the solution, I think the best way for us to do that is to be mindful of the perception. Work in excellence. And work in excellence mm-hmm. and make sure that we have a staff uh, who has the compassion, you know, to, to work with people in a manner that is... Um, Respectful. Yeah, I think every experience that I had, and I'm sorry, Bianca, I don't mean to cut no, you off. Every experience that I had with um, uh, black-owned businesses that might have not been the nicest or whatever, um, I've had just the same amount of experiences in that. businesses with, uh, you know, non-black-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I think because you are black, you kind of see a reflection of yourself, and right. you want good customer service. You want people mm-hmm. to treat you nice. I think that's definitely one thing that is what's going to be different with Cafe Coco Latte. Of course. But also, what should be expected, mm-hmm. you know, when you walk into an establishment. And I think once we open our doors 
and and people can see that that is the change when you come in here you're going to be treated respectfully you're yeah. going to be treated nice and polite um that will hopefully help change that stigma i just kind of wanted to go back to what you said about um some of the attitudes and stuff like that um you find in black owned businesses I feel like I find the same. In no, so I said I, I extend grace to that yeah. though. Like I won't say I'll never go back to this black oh, yeah. establishment again, um, even if I didn't have like you know stellar service mm-hmm. because I still want to support the the business. Or mm-hmm. if I felt like yeah I had to wait a little long but my food was good or um, the person who actually was my individual you know server was good or whatever I won't take whatever was not pleasant out on the whole the experience whole yeah okay. yeah i still i still patronize the business and encourage you know the owner or the workers who were doing a good job in spite of those that were oh, okay yeah i just wanted because i feel like a lot of times when people walk in and you know that's something i think about in my head about our business when we open they'll be like oh miss black um I know what I'm going to get as far as service. I know it's going to be this. I know it's going to be that because that's the stigma out there. And I want to break that stigma that just because it's black owned doesn't mean that it's going to be poor service or poor customer service or late or slow or So do you think that we're going to have to um, work even harder to do that? Or are we just going to do the what's right? Do the, do the norm, I guess, of what it should be what it should be when you're walking into a business because I almost feel like um, when we're training our staff say for example mm-hmm. I, you know I think I think we have to make sure that they do understand that this is kind of how it's perceived where it it may be perceived that way if we because we are a black owned business so do you think we have to work harder to get to where we need to go or we just need to open our doors and do what we know is the right thing like do we have to have this umbrella under us like we gotta be better that's really a great question I think that um, (laughs) so twofold I think about how we have to be in the corporate world right Mm -hmm. so in the corporate world we have to be better yeah we have to work double Mm -hmm. to be recognized equally right so in business I feel like if we just follow what we already established, what we laid as our groundwork of what we want to see in our business or what we've seen in other businesses that we don't want in our business. Mm-hmm. If we follow that path, I think we're automatically going to be winning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus saying, oh, you know, because we're black owned, it's going to be the stigma. You need to make sure you do this. I think yeah. if we already follow the what's right and this is our expectations and this is what we want to see in our business just do it it'll just follow yeah yeah i think we have to clearly communicate and model mm-hmm. to our employees what how we want the service level to be mm-hmm. um and you know that should be just that we set the bar um, yeah wh- where we want it to be and have kind of a like there's no um no room for you know there's really no room for error. There's really no room for anybody to come in. I think our establishment is say anything like, see, I knew. I knew that was the treatment that was going to be. Because now when I walk into any business, I I, I do. I, res- I expect 
a certain level of respect mm -hmm. for me. Just being a, a customer coming in here to patronize your, your business. Yeah, whether it's exactly. black owned or not. So yeah. when I said I extend more grace to black owned businesses, there's businesses that are non black owned that I feel like if the service is not up to par, that I probably wouldn't patronize again. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and then that, that may be viewed as, as uh, some, you know, unfair bias or whatever. But if I'm spending my money and you my know, time. You, know, you, you now know what it took to, for them to get to where they are. Yeah. So I think that that might play a part in it too. Yeah. yeah. Definitely from our background of seeing, you know, how, how much we have to put into mm -hmm. it. Um, I try to extend everyone grace. Mm -hmm. um, like you said, now at this time, you know, a lot of companies are struggling mm -hmm. to have employees. Yeah. So service may be slow, but it's all about how you communicate communicate that. Yeah. Yeah. If the service, I, I so two examples. Ooh, I was in a drive-through. I, I was in a drive-through, and you know it took forever for them to take my order. There wasn't any apology or I'm so sorry about that. Um, when I got up to the window, I'm just sitting there. Like nobody came over to take mm -hmm. my money to acknowledge my existence. And I think I was sitting there for like a good five minutes before it was like somebody came over and they're like, 545 is your yeah. total. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, hi, how are you? Right. I'm so sorry about that wait. Mm -hmm. You know, we're really shorthanded. Thank you for your patience. Your total is 545. Mm -hmm. It's all about how you treat someone. Yeah. Right. So I left feeling like, and I ain't coming back over here because this is dumb. And, mm -hmm. you know, because I felt treated like trash yeah. and versus you i had another experience where it was the same thing at a, at a different at a coffee drive through and the person on the speaker hey look i'm so sorry about your weight you know i sure let me take your order was that the day you were with me was it okay so yeah so one day me and bianca went to a popular uh a coffee shop one that we plan to take down in the future right But the person on the opposing end was like, I am so sorry. And mm -hmm. she was calling you like, sweetie and love mm -hmm. and baby. Yeah. And, and, I mean, it just goes far mm -hmm. when it you does. realize that it's not, it's not anything because it's not your fault. Mm -hmm. Now let me do what's necessary for me to first apologize to you and say, I'm, yes. you know, sorry about your experience, but I'm here to help you. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm here to kind of make sure that you have a great experience with my business as opposed to now you've sat in the drive-thru for, you know, long periods of time. And as impatient as I am, once <laughs> you, you treat me like that, I'm like, oh, you yeah. can get all about how long you waited. You're like, oh, this person is so nice. Yeah. yeah. So it's, exactly you know, being yeah. nice goes a long way. It does. Yes. yes. And similarly, um, me and my husband the other day, my son is like on a Wendy's kick right now. So he wants Wendy's <laughs> as much as he possibly can. So the Wendy's that's closest to our home, they, they know us because we go there all the time. They probably know Bryce's order by heart at this point. <laughs> but uh, a couple of nights ago, we went and the um, nobody came to the menu board to take our order, so we drove to the window and uh, Joseph beat the horn. And the manager came over and he said, "I'm sorry, guys, I had to close early because nobody showed up for the shift. Like he was oh, the only no. person wow. there. Um, he was like, I'm really sorry. I don't know what to say. We're trying to hire people, you know. But he was very apologetic. We were like, hopefully Bryce won't." tear the deck up but <laughs> he's like you know he said the next location should be fine um, mm -hmm. they're, they're open you know he gave us a, a 
another oh, option um, that was only a couple miles away. So I was like, okay, Bryce, we gotta go to a different one, you know. But um, and it was just a matter of him being, you know, courteous. courteous. Yeah. yeah, it goes a long way. Like when I my first job was at a popular um, fast food fast food restaurant and my idea was be as nice to peace people as you possibly can just to get them out your face mm-hmm. like move on to the next person so you can kind of get your day on so i just was extremely nice you know i made people some people were like you made my day you were so nice to me so i just think that that's something that we're gonna have to instill in our because we already i think we already have it but yeah. still in our employees like be as nice as you possibly can and um be different be yeah. be different than what's expected yeah. of you to be you yeah. know i think it's important to be authentic too because you don't want oh, to yeah. just be like scripted um we were talking earlier yeah. about when you call customer <laughs> service you're having a bad experience but the people are scripted on the other end to say stuff that doesn't even fit what you're saying you know yeah so don't be robotic but be authentic no. and mm-hmm. sincere sure. about what you say i think that goes yeah. a long way it absolutely does and i think we're going to get to those moments and periods of time where we have um cafes all over um, we are because I know a um, a restaurant owner and mm-hmm. he was saying you know he got a restaurant in a certain area and that area was you know um, all black you know this this uh, this this ideal of what a business should look like you know and the people didn't fit the environment you know what i'm saying their employees kind of like talk to people or whatever the way that they want to talk to it was like the ex- what you would expect when you walk into a business and i think no matter where we are mm-hmm. um you don't have to fit this environment no. just no. be a courteous yeah. person um, the so service model should be the same. Yeah, yes. regardless of what store you walk into, it should have the same same level of service. Yeah. Um, one popular chicken fast food restaurant comes to mind. I remember when they first started opening in the Chicago Lane area, it was weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like walking in there, they were so courteous. I was like, this is strange to me. It can, <laughs> it can make or break a business. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you definitely don't have to model your. Uh, representation to the customer based on the environment. Be courteous regardless. Exactly. So, um, one of the things that when we were doing our research on this topic, uh, a key finding was that um, just 2.4% of U.S. businesses have black owners, even though black people represent 12.8% of the U.S. population. Wow. And that's, that's very, you know, enlightening to find that out, you know, when you think about it, you know, just going around you don't see a lot of black owned businesses mm-hmm. um and i i you know it kind of brings us to wonder why like why don't you see so many businesses yeah so i think what we found so far is it's it's a it's a laundry list it's mm-hmm. a laundry list of things that you have to do um things that you you know want to accomplish and it's so funny you kind of bring this up one uh, podcast that I was actually listening to the person asked the question was do you have what it takes to be an entrepreneur and you do you gotta have some strong <laughs> legs, to <stand. laughs> legs to stand on for sure because it's it's not for the week yeah. it is not and then adding the aspect of going into the food industry it kind of takes it up a notch and um, it's not for the week I 
think also that um, the lack of representation also has to do with the lack of resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, exposure. To, yeah. Exposure. Um, a lot of, and this is unfortunate to say, a lot of the black business owners who become successful, I won't say a lot, I will say some, because we have ran into some magnificent people mm-hmm. who are black owned business owners who share the secret, share the sauce. Yeah. They are giving us the sauce and I'm like, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> like, they are giving us every bit of it. But, um, a what lot I of always people... say is, um, what I find the people that are coming into our lives is they don't want to be the only rich person and that makes sense because if you're the only rich person i think i said this before if you're eating the people around you not they're going to be looking at your plate you mm-hmm. should want to be around people where everybody's eating you know what i mean so a rapper in your past life oh, uh, <laughs> I just, I know it. <laughs> but um a lot of people don't come back and say hey this is what i did this is how i got started it's a, a comedian she did Just a hilarious. yeah. She did a like a little video about you know she went to somebody and was like so tell me what did you do to get started I had to put in a lot of work okay but what was the work like what did you do How, what were your steps. I had to walk with God and just, you know, struggle. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, but tell me, you know, exactly. what, what yeah, are the steps? what you did. And yeah. it's like, well, a lot of people have it in their head. If I struggle, you need to struggle too right. to get to. And it's like, Constant why? makes no sense to me. I, 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 on this journey, um, and I think very, very soon, we're going to start helping people. Mm-hmm. And it's almost to me, in a sense, going to be a test to see Oh, how grateful are y'all to yeah. be where you are? Let me oh, let yeah. me let me find out. Let me put you to the test because um, what I don't want to do is ever down somebody who has a dream and whatever t- task it takes. So if I can share something, you're not taking anything from right, me. Yeah. You're not mm-hmm. you're not gonna take anything from me, even if you were going into the coffee business. Yeah, right. no one's gonna be able to take anything away from us because we share something that is that that can't be given. Right. right. Um, but somebody else's story is is different. So I find um, maybe a little bit in our community that people can be a little secretive and like I'm not gonna say anything. But what we found for sure is that the people that have come into our lives have been sharing the sauce, like mm-hmm. not holding anything. But I bet we get tested with that. Another rapper tagline: <laughs> I could share the sauce, uh, the recipe, but the sauce may not taste the same. So it's nothing wrong. What? <laughs> with sharing the recipe. Easy. <laughs> nothing wrong with sharing the recipe no. to somebody else. Can I hold your blessings. You gonna be you blocking your, your blessings. You gonna be blocking your blessings, trying to hold on to the secret. I, I want to share this story, but I'm waiting for this guest to come on our show to, to share it. But awesome story. Remember the cheesecake story and it was the guy who didn't want to oh yeah i'm gonna let him tell that story but yeah do not hold your stuff don't hold your stuff as if you can't help somebody else because you could be helping yourself by um, helping that person yes Yes. we often say what uh you make happen for others god will make happen for you so that i mean we should be openly sharing our knowledge our experiences Um, like even this is part of us doing the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Like even when um, when we mentioned that we got a grant or we're applying for other grants, 
um, if somebody said, well, what's, what, tell me more about yeah. the grant, I'm like, oh, here's, here's, here's the link. <laughs> here's the link, you know. And others have shared links for grant information yeah. or, mm-hmm. you know, other resources for um, building our business. So we've already, you know, creating that network of uh, like-minded people who are mm-hmm. like, here, if I have something that will help you, I'm going to tell you. If you have something that will help me, let me know, you know, like, um, there's nothing wrong with sharing knowledge. At all. At all. At all. Each one, teach one, because what we need to start doing is creating this generational wealth throughout our community because if everyone is doing well, that's more customers for you more in your customers. business. Yep. So if I'm successful, I'm going to spend more money. Mm-hmm. If I help you become successful, you're going to spend more money and vice versa. It's a trickle-down effect that I don't think a lot of people understand. No. So. I think I think it's, it's a mentality of let, let me hold what I have because what I have is going to make me money and then maybe I can share it at the end. And it's like, no, if you have it, um, sharing will only get you ahead and get you ahead, I think, a little bit quicker um, because you are kind of broadening your customer base by, mm-hmm. you know, somebody comes knocking on your door saying, what's the, what's you guys' recipe and how do you make your coffee? Um, some of that stuff might be hard to give away, the specifics of that and what we're starting. But if someone's like, you guys have the best customer service, how do you do it? Mm-hmm. It's you can create a whole community of businesses that have great customer service if you hold that type of information. And with creating a community, you know, maybe you might be, you might own a cafe. I mm-hmm. might own a, a laundromat. You might own a, a beauty supply store, whatever. I might have a customer like, man, I'm hungry. Hey, you should go check out Shelly's Cafe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you know. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, when people go online and make re- recommendations, just the other day I saw my cousin who lives in the D.C., Virginia, Maryland area saying, hey, where can I go for a uh, good jerk chicken? Mm. Immediately, I'm like, that jerk. Mm. You know, I'm in Chicago, but I have a connection. My, you know, my mentor, my friend, Angela, owns that jerk in the Maryland, D.C., Virginia area. So I'm like, girl, go, oh, go to that jerk. Go to that jerk, you know. Um, and it's just like that. Like, if somebody is asking for a recommendation for something that you have a recommendation for, shout it out, yes. you know. Um, and likewise, it will come back to you. It you will know? come back to you, yeah. Be be that middle person who is like the link, the link to, you know, <laughs> to getting other people's businesses noticed because you, I think us, we already know how hard it is to actually cut the ribbon and, and open the door, how, the process to get there. Um, so I think to help other people in their process of growing their business you're not just only helping helping that business owner, you're helping to have a, a, a better community. Um, mm-hmm. And it's almost disheartening to see, you know, other communities who have, you know, restaurant or small business after small business, and you go in, in some of our areas and our communities and you don't see that. Yeah. It's crazy. I was, uh, you know, that you say that. I was in a, um area where it was like a taco restaurant here across the street there's one it's one two blocks away it's one three blocks away and they're literally all right there but guess what everybody's making money yeah absolutely or we went to the um there's an indian grocery store but it sits on yes. a lot with uh like three different indian restaurants indian other little different shops 
but people are literally going from one to the other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's community based, and everybody's successful. It's yeah. no. I was so shocked away. by that because <laughs> we went to the the buffet, mm-hmm. and then we went to the grocery store, and I was like, every business Don't over they here. Know? They <laughs> Every business over here is getting Buses. money, but it's yeah. it might be a restaurant here and a restaurant right over there, sharing the same parking lot, but everybody's making money, but they're doing it together as a community. So yeah. I, I would like to see more of that mm-hmm. with us. So. I think when we when we get that shopping mall, strip mall, that strip yeah. mall, yeah. Sure. Yeah. shopping mall. Yeah. Oh, wow. Don't be living yeah. our dreams, the other. I can't have a shopping mall. Okay, that too. You know. <laughs> Um, dream bigger. Uh, yeah. Dream bigger. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, how do you get started? So, question that people ask with businesses: How do you get started? Yeah. What What are your What have you learned? You either come to the table collectively with your business partners, or if you're doing it alone, um, you kind of really do vi- try to sit down and visualize what it is that you're trying to accomplish. I would say first with this business. So. That, to me, would be the first. Yes, and you need to write a formal business plan. If you don't know how to do that, there's many websites and templates that you can tap into. Uh, The SBA website has a lot of uh, important information Mm -hmm. for starting a business. A lot of videos and, you know, resources that are there and designed to help you get started. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, kind of similar to what you both said, just tap into your vision. Vision was our last episode. Go watch that. Yeah. Uh, tap into your vision. What is it that you like? Um, whether it's you like to make candles, you love candles, you like to make candles. Google how to make candles. What do you like? You know uh, about candles and visualize that. Get your business plan in order and then start looking at you know what what will Ways be options. Yep. Yeah. So we are gonna take a quick break and we'll be yep. right back and check out this business. Yes. Hi guys, this week's featured business is Iris Mac Accessories. You could catch her on Facebook at Iris Mac Accessories. If you're looking for the perfect accent piece or jewelry to set off your outfit, check her out. She has a lot of things in stock. Typical sets come with earrings, necklace, bracelet, and sometimes even rings. You may even find something for a male in your life. Uh, she also has bracelets for gentlemen, um, but there is something for every event, whether you're going to a gala, girls' night out, or you're back in the office. Iris Mac Accessories will have something for every style. Check this out. This is something very nice you could wear to a gala event or something you could dress up a nice outfit for a date night. So. Again, you'll check out Iris Mac Accessories on Facebook or irismacaccessories at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. Okay, we're back. Hope you enjoyed the highlighted business of the week. Uh, we're going to continue our discussion on minding my own black business. No, minding my black owned business. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on the black. Put a little stank on it, <laughs>
we're in Vegas. Wait, what happened to Vegas? And we were looking for makeup. We were on the strip and we went into Sephora and we were looking for makeup. And uh, Juvia's Place <laughs> is a brand that, uh, you know, the ladies it's use. It's black owned. Black owned. Yeah. The ladies use. Juvia's Place. Mm-hmm. Feel free to sponsor us. Juvia's Place. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Girl, speaking to Okay, Juvia's Place. So we so. went in Sephora and the, the, the lady asked if she could help us. <laughs> And I was looking for different makeup, so I was telling her what I had and what I was looking for. And they were like, where's the black makeup? And I was like, oh my God. You, yeah, you boy, like, it echoed throughout the store, so I was like, black, black, black. So I am a great, I'm a big supporter on black-owned businesses. I seek them out. I think that I want to help because... I don't know, it's, it's, it's becoming a passion of mine to kind of help those who help us along the way, who have businesses open, and I see how hard people really do have to work to get their businesses. I want to support um, black-owned businesses as much as I can. So makeup, you know, was definitely mm-hmm. something that I was searching for, and I'm like, why doesn't this store have, you know, the, necess- the necessary things for me? Because it's so disheartening when you walk into a store and you're looking for something that, they a hair product that or they it's in the back mm-hmm. or it's in the back and they have one that's yes. like dusty on the show yeah, so, yeah. you know and, and, and in the makeup community this that we can even create a whole show out of this topic um where it comes from makeup it's hard to find our complexion like we're all three black women but of all different shades mm-hmm. and yeah I wanted... sometimes the makeup artists at these counters are not well versed in matching yeah. black people with their foundation they have you looking crazy <laughs> well, <laughs> a lot of people were still in the sauce of Fenty so mm-hmm. Fenty came out with 3500 shades long story short you know, something to match just about everybody. And it looks like the I'm makeup community. Yeah. Yeah, look at her. Yeah. It looks like the makeup community was like, oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. And then every company now is like, oh, now we have 2,700 shades. Yeah. You know what I mean? Trying to, like, you know, hit that target. Because we have been hollering for years, like, this makeup doesn't match. Or... Originally, I was just about to say that my, you know, I don't wear makeup that often, but when I did, they were like, oh, well, you need to get this and this and mix it together, but put more of this and less of this. And I'm like, I'm not a chemist. Yeah. (laughs) And what's so funny, I think even with the amount of shades that a lot of companies are coming out with, we're still so unique where you do, you have to mix Mm -hmm. it or there has to be some color changing component that helps it match our skin color. But that's just because we're so dope. Right. <laughs> and the makeup artists need to be trained specifically on how to match skin color because yeah. they just some just don't know how to do it and they yeah. still get it wrong even if mm-hmm. they if they have the right shade in their toolkit they don't understand undertones and mm-hmm. you know all of that so they still have you looking crazy or well, they can be so scared to try yeah. right. like well you know man so when you say undertones Deanna I went to a popular makeup store and I and Bianca said you know uh, I wanted red and she was like you know a blue undertone well, I went into the and asked for the blue undertone and she was like what exactly does that be I'm like how are you at a makeup store Store and you don't know what a yellow undertone or red, uh, orange red undertone, a blue undertone, because a blue undertone on you know melanated skin pops. Yeah, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you know if you want that red red. 
So how do you not know that you work at the makeup store? But I don't know. So another big reason I think too why it's so important for us to have these type of businesses in our communities because we do we need to we need to um, have our seat at the table where when we do go into our communities and it's in a makeup store, people mm-hmm. the makeup artists will know they will know because these are this this is who they're providing their service to. Mm-hmm. So and also be able to provide service to everyone. It's like, yes, for we're sure. going to specialize sure. in this. We're mm-hmm. going to specialize in melanated people. Yeah. But also, we're going to know this, too. Because yeah. I feel like it's so crazy that, you know, some people are makeup artists and they're like, oh, I only know this skin tone. Mm-hmm. I can only do this. And it's like, well, what about, you yeah. know, everybody else? Yeah. But um, another thing that uh, upon our research, we, we learned that resources is a hard thing for a lot of black-owned businesses. And we're definitely address this a lot more in a later episode. Mm -hmm. Um, But with us, we learned about resources and grants and things that are available to us. So I think that's important to touch on as well. Yeah. I think um, for us, one thing that we did do was ask questions to people who are in business. A lot of questions. Um, (laughs) A lot lot of questions and let them know. uh, Because back to your point where some people don't really want to share the sauce. Um, I think sometimes it's it's finding the right person to ask those questions to, mm-hmm. um, for sure too. But um, it it's so important to ask questions. Use people who are in pastors, um, mentors, mentors. Um, have them because essentially they can help your business and stop you from making the same mistakes that they may have done. Absolutely. So. Um, not being afraid to ask questions and making sure that you align yourself with people who want to help you, who want to yeah. see you be successful, who want to be a part of your your growth, you know, um, is very important. So I had a question, um, which I feel like Shelly kind of touched on, but um, do you feel that it is important to be intentional and, and supportive of black-owned businesses? I absolutely do. Mm-hmm. I feel like... Um, because I know how hard it was for you to get open yeah. and how hard it is for you to stay open and yes. how much stigma it is being a black-owned business, I, I want to make sure I patronize your 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 place over, not, I mean, not just being like that, but I do want to make mm-hmm. sure I patronize your place over others because I know the struggle. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, anytime that I can, I make sure I do so. Yeah. yeah. And plus, I'm more likely going to find something I want from there. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think through the power of uh, me starting my own business by LaRue, um, where I do uh, graphics for several companies now, uh, and a lot of them being black-owned businesses, mm-hmm. I've, I now have this passion for black-owned businesses where I can't help but to want mm-hmm. to um, give them their props for the things that they are doing because we are out here doing some absolutely awesome stuff. From wine to makeup to soaps to lotions to the, the jewelry, the, jewelry. Yeah. the list is restaurants. Restaurants. <laughs> the list is just endless. So um, I don't feel bad about you know going there before I go to another business because I definitely like to your point see the struggle of what you got that mm-hmm. person got there. Yeah, I think it's important that we support one another. I mean, other ethnicities do that as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why not? Why yeah. should that be frowned upon if we, That's a good you know. Point. It gets weird for some reason yeah. when it's black. It's yeah, like, like, oh, how dare you? Yeah, other, yeah. other ethnicities, ethnicities help each other, support each other. You know, they keep the dollar within their community 
um, as a way of, you know, making sure that everyone maintains a certain level. And it's smart. And that's very smart, smart, you know. So I would like to see more of that in our community. And I I would be remiss to say my mom told me about an area. It's on the west side. I'll bring it it more information about it on on our next episode. But it's on the west side of Chicago, and it's like uh, the new Black Wall Street. Mm -hmm. Um, But definitely a place uh, to visit where one business owner uh, took a building rented that building and then different floors have different businesses oh wow yeah so i, I thought that was really cool but i'll, I'll more information to come i'll get that information from her yeah, yeah we definitely will check it out so mm-hmm. i definitely think that you know we should you know seek to find businesses that are black owned that have the products and services that we're looking for yeah. um and be intentional about supporting those businesses. Yeah. And also, if you want to open your own business, find a mentor. Um, there are a lot of, you know, black business owners who are welcoming and definitely would, you know, be more than happy to share the sauce if you ask. So, you know, don't be afraid to, to ask questions or ask them to sit down and share their resources with you. So and don't mind your black owned business. Don't mind your business. <laughs> don't mind your business. No. To mind your business. <laughs> so don't mind your business and be nosy, you know, not nosy, but inquisitive. Yeah. To get the information so you can mind your black owned business. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so. Yep. Yes. But this was a great episode, great yes! talk. Um, but more about business in future episodes. We definitely are gonna bring you guys along with our journey and share more of what we learned and more specific information of what we learned. Um, we're hoping to have good news. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get to meet some of the people who have helped us along the way. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Those mentors that we speak of that gave us those resources and just the encouragement to continue yeah. on. Yeah, and I think what we found in doing the podcast, they all busy. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're we're walking into this world where are you guys ready? Are you ready for how busy the life of an entrepreneur will Absolutely. Be. I keep seeing this uh, this uh, reel on Instagram. It's like, uh, I quit my 9 to 5 because I didn't want to work a 9 to 5, yeah. but now I work 24 hours yes. a day. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so I think about that. It's so you, funny. You ready? You ready to work 24 oh, yeah. hours? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I already do. You know I got multiple That's, activities. Yeah, that's, so, that's, that's very true. <laughs> that's very true. We talked about that. I'm trying to keep my ass open, but yes, I am, I am so pumped up and ready that we're doing this together. Um, so it takes a little of the pressure off, yeah. I think. You know, Absolutely. So. Yeah. It takes a village. Yes. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another yes. episode of West Bruins. West Bruins. And keep it brewing. Keep, keep it, it brewing. See you guys. Bye. Bye.